let's grab, our, uh, grab your Bibles and go to Ephesians 3. And if you have your coffee, grab your coffee too. But if you're fasting, stay with water. Okay, I don't want to be, I don't, I don't be the one to give you or push you to the temptation. Okay, so Ephesians 3, verse 14 to 21. But first, let's, let's pray. Pray with me, please. Father, we give you uh, all the praise and honor, Father. We thank you that we can be here today to learn from your word, praise you, get to know you. We, we have the blessing that we can pray to you, Lord, and you answer prayer, Father. Father, protect those who are here. And also, Father, speak to those who are home, Father. Encourage them, lead them, speak to them, Father. And love them, Father, as you always do to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, in Ephesians 3.14, we see Paul's prayer to the Ephesians. Paul is pouring his heart. Paul wants the church to understand and experience what is to have a deep relationship and fellowship with Christ. So let's go to uh, verse 14. And he says, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derived his name. Verse 16. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he might strengthen you with power through his spirit and your intervene so that Christ might dwell in your hearts through faith. The reason for Paul's prayer is for them to realize the riches of God. His mercy, love, and grace. That also has been poured out to the Gentiles. He prays for the abundance of God's presence in their lives. When I think about prayer, prayer is more than an act. It's experience God in a more intimate way. Prayer should be to us like breathingness to us, normal, normal and constant, but a necessary act to live. I found this quote that really impacted me, and I shared with the Spanish congregation on the weekend. And it says like this, Prayer perseveres temperance, suppress anger, restrain pride and envy, draws down the Holy Spirit into the souls, and raises men to heaven. Powerful, huh? Paul continues in the end of verse 17, it says, and I pray that you, be rooted and established in love, might have the power, might have power together with all Lord's holy people to grasp, I love this verse, to grasp how, how wide, how long, and how high, and, the deep, and deep is the love of Christ. See, we see prayer as a way of meeting our needs, but God sees prayer as a way of expressing his love for us. When we come to prayer, we come to prayer with the hands like this. But many times, God comes and embraces us and gives us a hug. Verse 19, he continues. And to know his love that surpasses knowledge, that you might be filled to the measure of the, all the fullness of God. In our key verse tonight, this morning, I'm sorry. Now to him who's able to, to do immersely more than we can all ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. It always amazes me how we come to pray for a need, and God, in the intimacy of that time, changes our prayer requests. 
You experience that. You come to pray for something, but God comes and changes your prayer com- completely. You start praying for something, and when you finish, you can even remember what or why you were praying for. I believe that's a powerful way to show us, like Pastor Bob shared last night, how the Spirit intercedes for us when we don't know what to pray for. Sunday I shared with the congregation this. I, said, I tell them, do not pray to inform God, but rather pray that He will transform you. Don't just pray to inform God. You see, yeah, we should pray for our needs. But pray that God will transform you to prayer, will change you. Don't get me wrong. We should pray for our needs. The Bible says that we should pray for our needs. But as a perfect father, God wants to provide because he wants to provide for us. I want you to understand that your father wants to provide for you, like your father, like your father and mother. But at our from life, a transformed life through prayer it has a better result for us. Let me ask you a question this morning, those watching online. How do you see God's power to answer prayer? Do you see it with an exclamation, yes, God can do it, or would you see it with a question mark? Do you believe God when he says he will do it, or you doubt I share with this many, uh, share with this few times, many times in this Spanish service with other people. In hard times, my wife liked to say this. And the first time that she started doing it, she was in the bathroom. I'm like, I think this woman's going crazy. I don't know what's going on. So, something's happening with her. No, but I'm serious. I love her. She knows that. And she says, I hear he say, you know, in her quiet time, even in the, in the room praying, I says, I refuse not to believe. I refuse not to believe. What is your need this morning? If you need guidance, God will show you the way. If you need healing, He can heal you. If you need protection, He's a shield to us. If you need provision, it's Jehovah Jireh. If you need love, He's full of love. If you need peace, he's the prince of peace. If you need salvation, he will save you. He will save your loved ones. Or if you need courage to take a step of faith, God will give you that courage. God can do it. God can do it, church. Now, in Ephesians 4.19, Paul says this, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. God will meet all your needs. Now, he has said to us also in the Bible, for those who believe, that means you church, you Christ follower. In my power to do the impossible, all things are possible. All things are possible. Now, in verse 20, what Paul simply saying, God can do more. God can do more. God can do more, more, and more, and more, and more than you can ever imagine. When you think about, when you think about your needs, how they're going to be met, you know, God can do it better. You might say, I can't imagine. Many times we say, how can God's going to do that one? How he's going to make that one a reality? And sometimes out of nothing, he make it physical. He make it a reality. 
Let me say this again. We see prayer as a way of meeting our needs, but God sees prayer as a way to expressing his love for us. When I think about these days of uh, prayer and fasting, I want you to understand this. What you will experience in your time of prayer and fasting is not going to be an external job, but rather an internal job of the Spirit of God. Before we transition to prayer, I wanted to leave you with this, this verse. And you can mark it in your Bible to read it later. Psalm 27, 7 and 8 in the New Living Translation. David says, Hear me as I pray, O Lord. Be merciful and answer me. My heart has heard you say, Come and talk with me. And my heart respond, Lord, I am coming. Beautiful. Now, as we transition to prayer, to a prayer time, I want you to remember something. God will answer your prayers. As I was thinking about prayer um, in the years that I've been here, there are not too many, and see so many familiar faces today, and uh, in the last 12 years, I have seen God doing amazing things in this church. I see God transform lives. Uh, I see God change my life in so many ways, in so many steps, so many it's been an amazing uh, journey, and it's not over. I'm not saying that it's over, but I want you to, to understand something, you know. And, and we say lately, and, and, and I don't want to touch the subject because I don't want to be kicked out. I'm joking around. I'm just kidding. What I'm saying is that we really love you, guys. I mean, when we say it here, Pastor Dave says and the elder says that we love you. We love you guys. We, we pray. We, we cry. Um, we hold each other. We lift up ourselves. Everybody here love you and pray for you, you know. And whatever's going on in your life, whatever has happened in your life, God cares for you. He wants you to understand that He wants to answer your, your prayers. He wants you to understand that He's ready to hug you, to transform you, to change you. Yeah, we are here. I'm here because God loves us. We're here because of the Word of God. We're not here because we try to impress anybody. We, we don't make it an act. We, we, we really love you. We want the best. With this whole situation in the last year with COVID and all the things that has happened, I share with the pastors that I prayed for three days, and I was so heavy, so heavy about God, what's going to happen with your church? And he said, Ramon, just relax. Tranquilo. We said, I tell people that's my word, tranquilo, relax. Don't try to control things. That's my job. You will lead the people to me, and I will take care of everything. There are times that I pray that, you know, I pray, you know, we learn to yes, no, and wait. But God gave me one more no long time, long time ago. I says, Ramon, you're asking for that, and you got to be kidding me. <laughs> say, say, yes, no, wait, and you got to be kidding me. So I'm just, just trying to be real with you, you know. And try, we want to be real with you. Like Pastor Dave was real on the weekend, guys. We, we really 
we really care for you guys. We love you, man. And when people say that all those comments on social media breaks my heart because we love you. Come back home. If you're fine, come back, church. Come back. We want you here. We want you here. We love you, man. I just want to say that. I know it doesn't go for the message, but I got God put it in my heart. So verse 20 says, Now to him who is able to do, immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. Listen to verse 21. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever and ever. Amen. So join me in prayer, please. Father, we are thrilled, Lord. We are so blessed, Lord. We are so joyful. We are so happy, Lord, that you are with us, Lord. Father, we want you to transform our lives, Lord. Yes, we want you to answer our prayers and our needs, Lord. But I want you, Lord, to change us, Lord, to transform us, Lord. For people to see you and not see us, Lord. For people to know that, that we love them, Lord. We are not a perfect church. We are not. But you know us, Lord. And we care, Lord. And I ask you, Father, to supply the needs of your people, Lord. To give them peace, Lord. To give them joy, Lord. To encourage them. To guide them. To lift them up, Lord. To fill them with your spirit, Lord. So that people will see in the community, Father. That you are real, Lord. You're a mighty God. You're God who changed lives, Lord. You're a God who takes any person and make it a masterpiece, Lord. Father, we pray for the needs of the people, Father. We pray for the people that are sick, the people that need uh, even uh, uh, need peace and need comfort because they lost a loved one in these times, Lord. So I ask you, Father, to embrace them. Believe with you, Father, to hear their prayers, Lord, and provide what they need. You know what is the best thing, Lord. And, Father, also I ask you for our church, Lord. We need your help, Father. We need your spirit to lead the people, Lord. We cannot this, do this without you, Lord. But I know that your spirit is here, Father, because you told me you will see the glory of God, Lord. And we want to see your glory, Lord. Father, we thank you for all that you have done in the last 30 years, Lord. But you're not done, Lord. And I ask you, Father, to keep us open, to keep us sensitive, but most of all, Father, to keep us humble. And I give you all praise and all honor in Jesus' name. And we pray, amen. But here's the thing is that God is good and God answers prayers. And here's the thing, there are many people out there that don't know God, that God answers prayer. It's up to us to go out there and to share and to speak and to talk about the goodness of God. The other day, I was at uh, last week, I went to my eye appointment to get my, you know how we get your eye checked and your physical and all that and stuff. And, and so as I'm there, the lady who was helping me, she, 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 you ever get that thing where they touch your eye? <laughs> I can't stand that thing, okay? So she puts that thing, she's touching my eye, and we get done, and I just say, hey, next week at our church at Calvary Chapel, we're having a prayer week. You, know, you need to come. And by the way, you probably have prayers, too, that you need to pray about, and what can I pray for you about? 
And she looked at me and she said, you were supposed to be here at this moment, at this time, of all the different people that do things here, you in front of me. And so she started to tell it. So we just prayed for her needs. And I don't know if God, how, I mean, we know that one thing is that God provides our needs. We know that. And if we're a witness to go out there and share and invite people to come and knowing that God loves them and God will answer their prayers as you're following him. And as we just prayed, we just prayed and talked about Jesus. So here's the thing is today, as we go out of here, was this morning awesome or what? Let's go invite people to come and be part of this and experience God. Amen? Amen. Let's pray, and then I have one last announcement. God, we just thank you for this morning as we came together, Lord, to worship you, to hear from you, to pray to you, God, and all these different requests that are happening right now between the bowls and the prayer wall. And God, we know that you're going to take care of all of our needs, Lord. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, and you'll supply everything that we need. We know that we have confidence in you, Lord. So God, today, may we go out and be a witness of who you are to share about you. So God, we love you and praise you in Jesus' name. And all his children said, amen. Amen.